So here we are. The deeper you go, the lighter it gets. <laughs> the lighter you go, the deeper it gets. <laughs> so light is quite a radiant quality. And this is a lovely energy, light. We love light. Soft light, candlelight, sunlight. It's a radiance we love, quite naturally. So often the word enlightenment and the Buddha used the word aloko, some kind of uh, uh, something luminous. It also refers to the sense of um, touch, light touch, light weight, lack of pressure, spaciousness. It's perhaps uh, also very beautiful when you can experience this quality which is associated with release, release of pressure. And it's different from being kind of spaced out. There's a still a sense of touch, but it's a light touch. Mm-hmm. And light touch, um, we use this occasionally, rarely, you know, with our fingers, we touch a few things like delicate things. A lot of times we're actually encouraged and putting a lot of energy into what we're doing, holding things quite firmly, and some things indeed seem to ask us to... to hold them quite tightly and firmly, deadlines particularly, destinations, programs, schedules, you know, rules, hold this hard. A lot of it's psychological holding, you know. Uh, and this, I guess, is the generally the more prominent program for people. Nowadays, most people were workers. You know, everybody's a worker. Uh, and uh, when one begins to contemplate... Um, you know, the language of Buddhism and meditation, and if any changes have occurred, um, you know, well, many changes have occurred since the time of the Buddha, but I would say that primarily in the Buddha's time, the, the problem was more like the sense contact, dangerous animals, sickness, disease, awareness of sensual passion. And I would say that, yeah, that's there, but to a lesser degree now, you don't really have that many, much many wild animals anymore. We're the wild animals now. <laughs> but the uh, big thing is we have a huge work uh, program. And we're affected by this work ethic in many ways. Work hard, make a living. We don't work hard, you won't make a living, you're going to be in trouble. Not only you're in a material support, <laughs> you'll be a lazy, useless person. <laughs> Pathetic, <laughs> weak, idle, useless person. You know, so come on. So there's also, if you like, material pressure. There's also, you know, psychological pressure. I don't want to be seen as somebody who's kind of a bit wimpish and weak. And um, so this affects us. And work is often about getting results, achievement, program, get somewhere, get the thing done. And generally the, the psychology of the work is um, sacrifice the present for the future. That is, I know it's a bit tough now, but in the future you'll have a pension, retirement plan, money in the bank, 
you know, you'll be okay in the future. In the future you'll be okay, promise. <laughs> oh, the currency's gone down. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, you got sacked. Never mind. <laughs> so you do all that sacrifice, you know. And uh, also what happens is you get structured into that particular thing where you've got to keep doing something for the future. And I was talking to my brother a couple of years ago, worked hard since he was 16. My father also worked very hard since he was 14, left school at 14, worked very hard and so on. And work killed him. My brother worked since he was 16. <laughs> he had enough, enough savvy to, to retire. He only retired because his wife was dying. You know, he kept going because he didn't know what to do if he wasn't working. It was only because his wife was dying of cancer that he said, oh, stop work so I can look after her. You know, wow. But he didn't need the money, he just had to keep working because I'll sit around looking at the wallpaper and go nuts, you know, getting bored out of my head all day long, feeling restless, couldn't handle the energy without achieving something. So, you know, building a house <laughs> to just to feel he was doing something useful. And yeah, you know, if you want to do that, if you want to give it, if you, that's great, you know, but to feel that you've got to achieve something. What is, what, what is there to achieve? What do you want? Happiness, I guess. Where does that come from? Because he said to me, he said, you know, I've worked all these years. My, my father said the same thing. That's why I never wanted to do it. He said, I worked all these years, 50 odd years, for the golden age of retirement. It ain't there. There isn't one. Just feeling restless, got to do something. Gotta, and it's good people, not bad people at all. Good people. But that program that we get inducted into, I mean, now it's happening at the age of five. <laughs> Six years old, childhood's gone. You're already getting, you know, by 10 or 11, you're already getting psyched up to make sure you've got your three R's and you can do all the right things so that in the future you get a job, so that in the future you'll get a house, so in the future you get some money, so in the future you'll be in the future, in the future. What about the present? And uh, so, can you play? Can you remember how to play? Yeah. Do you think that's just for kids? Kind of infantile, foolish behaviour? I think it's just... No, play. Yeah. Musicians play. Right? Calligraphers play. And so play is a different psychology. It means the present is value. Get tuned into the present. That's where the, that's where the delight is. That's where the, the spark is. That's where the creative quality is, that's where the sensitivity is, that's where the beauty is, that's where you're in touch, in your play. It doesn't mean blowing balloons, it means play it, listen, play, yeah. play your tune, play your, yeah. and I'm using this metaphorically, but it's a, it's, you know, it's really, just putting that word there, because this is different psychology, it means the present's what I value, 
it doesn't have to be a result in the future because there isn't a future is it? isn't it just the future just the imagination of the mind that we all subscribe to so it kind of becomes true in a way but do you know the future can you even predict the weather tomorrow <laughs> the only real noble future is we're going to die but we don't even know when that's going to be there's your future uncertainty and death present is alive present is alive it's not an imagination it's not a creation of the mind you can create things from that but the present is alive it's not not something you're creating and it's got a certain there's a certain vitality to it can you tune into that in other words don't have an idea of the present like here I'm sitting in this (coughs) retreat centre trying to be in the present moment (laughs) don't try to be in the you know just tune into how do I how do I know I'm alive what's life vitality presence and we begin to in this actually we so believe in the world of fixed material forms that endure through time, such as this building. Yeah. Which if you talk to Louis, I'm sure he said, well it doesn't, you just keep fixing it. You know? But it's a slow moving thing. It decays slowly, you know, but it does change. We so believe in this sense of a fixed material world because of our, what our senses and our brain interpret, that we imagine that's what we are. There's some kind of fixed thing that's gradually moving in time. No, if you really come into the, 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 the life, it's a continual flowing change. This is the, what the Buddha called a Nietzsche, and you can focus on its meaning as impermanent, but actually means continual, never substantial for an instant. It's always just a, a flow. Where's that? Now you can't work at it. You work, you can press. You can play it. You can align yourself to it. This is play. It values the present. And uh, the, the, our process of growth is to, how can I accommodate this mysterious gift of the present? some of it I don't understand a lot of most of it I don't understand it's doesn't it go in accordance with my will my choice my ideas something has to let go here mm-hmm. gently gently but we find our touch our touch becomes our sense of our safety our security our reference I'm in touch with that now this may sound a little mysterious what is he talking about so to backtrack most of us when we come to meditation we seek uh, center get centered get composed find your space blurred confusing 
world of circumstances that's get out of that comes to some still central place. You know, I'm saying, yeah, I know, I know that, but I'm suggesting how you how that will evolve for you is when you make your boundaries safe, spacious, open, comfortable. Yeah, when you're not kind of defending yourself against them or trying to sort things out you feel this immediate sense of right around my body there is space and you begin to tune into this quality of I'm surrounded by an openness physically because it's true you know if it's only one centimetre it's still there (laughs) and you just tune into that you play you tune into that and you realize your breath is going into that and your breath is coming within you so within you there's a space that's open and free and as you breathe out, you breathe out into that that's also open and free there's the movement internal, external, breathing in, breathing out and uh, so within and around this body in this subtle sense, energetic sense if you like is something spacious and within that it's free, it's comfortable and you begin to feel yourself something starting to settle because I feel I don't understand this but I feel yeah, I'm okay, I'm comfortable pick up that and that's why mindfulness of body is the key because you can discern that through the body through your skin right? pick up that and the mind picks up that theme says what about the mental space and we begin to recognise even though we have physical space often we don't have much mental space our mental environment itself becomes quite occluded and blocked with demand with pressure, with criticism with uh, agitation with all kinds of disturbances in our psychological space we're sitting often in what we call our past karma or just the, the, the accumulation of events and attitudes including of course this work ethic sits around us and part of our process is to keep aligning ourselves to this bodily quality of space and keep breathing through the mental realm acknowledging it not fighting it breathing through it breathing through the and the key here is energy the key here the key word here is energy now although another thing we we look for in meditation is stillness I would also say just as you can't find a centre until you have the periphery or centre doesn't arise for you by itself until you have the peripheries, the boundaries, the context, feeling comfortable. Then your centre begins to form. A centre begins to form. Presence. Here. Body. This. Uh, Similarly, you won't find the stillness without understanding movement. They seem to be contradictory just like centre and context seem contradictory and often antagonistic to each other but I'm saying, I recommend, I encourage if you contemplate movement and energy 
it will take it will be it will take you to stillness by itself. It has to go that way. Hmm? Hmm? Now, when I say movement, energy, just um, recognize anything that moves has energy. Anything that's subject to change has energy. Otherwise, how can it move? Yeah, it couldn't move unless there's something moving. It could then. So we kind of often get focused on what it is that's occurring: the sound, my voice, the idea, the thought, the sensation, the wind, the um, visual things. We get fixated on the object. And perhaps don't under, don't really notice the movement of it, the changing of it. So you, for example, just say ringing this bell, you hear the resonance. What happens to that sound? It rises, it shimmers, it moves, it fades. Stillness. Keep listening into the stillness. Follow the energy through to the stillness. Right? You can do this quite easily with something like the simple sound of a bell. With speech, you know, naturalists are kind of snagging on that. What was that? What was that? What happened? What did he say? Is this it? Does it mean that? Does it mean that? Okay, well, don't listen too hard. Because <laughs> I'll probably be saying the similar thing over and over again in different language. Do you hear the sound? The movement of ideas playing on your mind? perhaps sparking some thoughts, triggering responses, reactions, all this moving, weaving, the dance of thought and language. And then? The movement of the breath, breathing in, following. Pause, stillness, breathing out, follow it, let it all go all the way out. Stillness, movement, stillness, stillness, movement. Who set them apart? What is it that sets them apart? Desire, I want to be, have one or the other. When I want movement and it's still, I feel trapped and restless. When I want stillness and it's moving, I feel flustered and confused. <laughs> Fear and desire set them apart. Just like fear and desire set everything apart. Yeah. Set you and me apart. Uh, set us apart from our environment set us apart from our fellow humans set us apart from the other creatures on the planet fear and desire fear and desire fear and desire in various forms work desire get somewhere because of the fear if you don't you're going to be in trouble so work so you 
clamp up, right? Fear and desire, fear and desire, fear and desire. They they break the world, they break us. Yeah. And it can be, when I say these words, fear and desire, that's very crude, isn't it? Obviously, anxiety, uncertainty, intimidation, I'm not as good as, what's that? What's that? Fear and desire. Fear, anxiety, and wanting. You can't find peace through those. You just find pieces broken up. And we all experience these subtle, subtle and gross forms. They also change. If you <coughs> contemplate the energy of anxiety or wanting, of that movement just as an energy rather than the topics, <coughs> is also a subject to arising, welling up, moving, subsiding. And classical, simple classical <coughs> teaching is don't clamp on any of it. That's it. <laughs> you know, you feel the des- desire welling up. <coughs> oh, I shouldn't feel this desire. Well, here it is. <laughs> don't abstract. Don't, you know, feel that movement, the energy of it, let go of the topic, whether it's <coughs> something you want to be, something you want to have, something you want to get to. Okay, let's go to the topic, feel the energy of that welling up. If you feel it as energy, it cannot do anything else but move. And where does it go to? If you don't abstract, which is, I should, I shouldn't, I want, I shouldn't try, I should try to, if you abstract, you get into another spin which also changes. Then you go back to just the movement. This very familiar movement of (coughs) uncertainty is another word for fear. Uh, (coughs) Should be, that's a word for desire or fear, mixture of the two. Shouldn't be, you know. Another mixture of it. Interpersonal, feeling lesser than, that's fear, isn't it? Feeling greater than. Yeah. and all these things quite normal in a way nobody's, nobody's wrong it's just these are, the, these are the programs and we don't want to actually intensify those programs but humbly acknowledge those this is what spins the world this is what spins me can I go to the spin of that don't add no more topics try to avoid clenching and be like someone who rides the wave, let it move through. Your breathing will be your guide, your body will help you with that, the space will help you with that. The friendship and the love will help you with that, just to stay in that. And you'll see some of these patterns arise and move and dissolve. And if you want to, so energy takes you to stillness, Um, What's around you takes you to the centre. And there's a particular 
feature again is something your body gives you everybody's body gives them that's a a uh, primary theme balance now is balance still surely so how do you get balanced how do you balance on one foot you generally sway and feel yourself into that until everything's settled by itself and you feel a sense of balance and balance is the willingness to accept imbalance and uh-huh, let's do this way, let's do that way mm, yeah, okay uh, where's the, where does the centre arise within this the middle way you might say mm, let's see balance in terms of uh, energy, of attitude Uh, balance is always present you can't think yourself into balance you can't figure it, you can't plan it try to do it with your body and figure out how you're going to do it your body knows how to do it and you begin to get the message just put that thing away the fixer, the trier and come into that and it's lovely to realise this gift that's given to us so these are overriding themes and you may wonder what's the system, what's the technique about doing this but I have to say all this first because just to prepare the ground because my sense is that although this may seem a little mysterious you probably get bits of it that without that ground we're going to start meditating in in a way that's not for our welfare not conducive we have to ease into meditation meditation the word itself isn't even a Buddhist word it's a, it's a word from the Latin, meditare, means to repeat. To repeat it, do something repeatedly. Yeah. And what I don't want you to do repeatedly is operate on the same work ethic, <laughs> pressure ethic, fear, desire ethic that you may have been working on or been absorbed into. Because if that's the default program, as it is for many of us, then we keep repeating that when we meditate. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> I don't. Want to, I don't want to lead people into that thing. <laughs> but to say this doesn't take effort is. I don't think that's correct. It's the effort to tune in, to align oneself, the effort to sustain the honesty, the clarity, the embodiment that can know, wait a minute, now just ease back, just come, can you be more present please? Stop spacing out, could you come back here? Just this coaxing, encourage. this is the meditation, this is the repetition, the repetition of the signal to please come back, it's okay here. Mm. Mm. Come back to this, come back to this. 
Okay, so let's get down to the engineering. I'm sure you're familiar with this. It's called Vitaka Vichara. This is, if you want to, is meditation anything? This is um, the, the kind of, the engine of it. Vitaka means to, to point the mind, to bring to mind, to conceive, to place the mind, attention onto something, and you do it repeatedly. It's like the finger that points. Pop, pop, pop. And it could be on your breathing, your body, your footsteps, the sound, sound of the bell, a mantra, a thought, a memory, a beautiful idea. Please find something that works that you want to bring your attention to repeatedly. And um, there are many beautiful themes. But the Buddha said you won't realize the highest fruits unless you cultivate mindfulness bring your attention back to this body. And we could look into that, you know, why, but um, it's, but it's a story and we'll, perhaps we'll come to that. Just take it from me, it's a good place to start. <laughs> Vitaka, coming into body. And coming into the body in a particular way. And what is encouraged because we can experience the body through various means, we experience it visually, we see our body, we see other people's bodies, we make comparisons around shape, size, dimension, whether we're attracted to them, whether they fit our ideas, our themes of what nice bodies should look like, and we get a bit blurred and confused about all that. Is anybody happy with the shape of their body? Probably could be a bit something else, too big, too small, too fat, too short, something's wrong with it, <laughs> bits of it. So we say, look, it's caused you so much stress, why don't you switch off that channel or just sub- turn it down a bit, because there's a lot of fear and desire that gets worked up around that, sure you know. And there's another kind of body you can experience, and it, it is the tactile body, the feeling of the body. And again, you know, this is a little more grounded, to just operating on your own body, feeling it as it sits, as it walks. This is quite a nice way to practice, just feeling the sensations. Forget the image, feel the direct sensations of the body. This is a little more harmonious, comfortable. Still, you're going to find within that there will be cold, um, discomfort, you know, pleasant and unpleasant feeling. That's what comes with sense contact has to have feeling in it. And this feeling is something we don't have a lot of say over. I can't make it always warm, soft, pleasant, comfortable. In fact, if we did, we'd probably find it's a bit too soft or I'd like it a bit, you know, because our preferences change. So weather to me, the weather generally are too hot, too cold, too wet, too dry. So you just, okay. <laughs> so even though this is a little more grounded, and naturally we look for, you know, comfortable enough sensation like walking, standing, try to get your body to sit comfortably enough. It's never going to be exactly right. But you're getting a bit closer to the body that's the, this, what is the body called, the Buddha called, this is the most subtle and supreme. 
or sublime, I've forgotten exactly which, but this is the good stuff. Essentially, it's the energy body, the vitality body. And, you know, we can't detect this immediately with our sense organs, sight, sound, you know, taste, and so on. But you can detect it as a quality of vitality, presence. Uh, And you can begin, the place to begin this is mindfulness of breathing. You bring your attention onto that vitaka. Point it. As it yeah. Point first of all to the sensations, and then as you get more grounded, what do you think is driving this breathing in and out? Yeah. Do you notice how it kind of gathers at the beginning of an in-breath, when you breathe all the way out and you pause, and you relax like, if I don't breathe again, that's fine. You know, <laughs> And something starts to build up, instinctively. You can breathe when you're asleep. Something's doing that. And you begin to feel this energy pulling the breath in. And then when the breath, you come to the end of the in-breath, this energy sort of hovers, a tingling, in, and it starts to discharge. So the beginnings and the endings of the breathing are really helpful to build into one's awareness because this is when the sensations begin to subside and you're left with the underlying quality of the energy. Once you've begun to discern it, then it's like you can hear that, or you can feel that. Just like if you're listening to an orchestra and you're tuning into the guitars or the trombones, you can hear it through the others. There's the violins or the drums, you can tune into that one. And because this one, the the energy of the breathing, has um, a certain delight in it, it's free, it's it's suffusive, it's a healing energy. And as you begin to tune into that, it helps your muscles to relax and it starts to flow through the body. And within because of this you're you you seem to become really still because the the agitations and the wavering and the and the tensions begin to release and you come the energy resolves into stillness. This is the process called samadhi. It's a movement of energy that first of all unpacks from its constrictions and pressures and numbness. It unpacks. It's not so it's often a bit uncomfortable as it does so. But you just keep breathing through it and it starts to, to resolve and ha- there's a happy quality and it becomes more and more still. It settles into that. Yeah. Now, Vitaka is the pointing to that repeatedly, but not in a nagging way, but just, please come back. Where is it now? Don't bother with that now. Just return. How you, how's your breathing now? Where is it now? And the other essential element is called Vichara, which is the ability to receive receive, take in, drink in, assimilate, evaluate, sample, taste, you name it. It's a, it's the, I call it the palm of the hand. Just like the finger will point, the palm cannot point. It can only receive. And you need both. You, know, you could have the finger to specify and the palm to receive. Just doing the, with the finger, 
you don't you don't really get it because you don't assimilate what you're tuning into. If you just use the palm, often you where what what you assimilate what what you start dreaming because you don't have a focal point. So the two together. This, if you like, is where the word meditation becomes true. You have to do this quite repeatedly in a playful way. I don't mean a foolish way, I mean a light way. A way that says the value of even returning to that that process of coming out of abstraction, of just coming, just the process of acknowledging abstraction, which means our minds spin out, of compulsion, which means we get pushy, of feeling I can't do it, which means we start to get flustered. Just coming out of that back to the simplicity of, okay, how's your breathing now? Breathe out, breathe in. Just, will you get, you know, that, that's it, really. Keep processing through that. You're giving less energy to the qualities that disturb you. Because your energy is coming back, coming back to you, coming back into presence, and it, you know, it just takes time for it to land and settle. Energy is such a, in my opinion, my, my, my understanding, my practice, such a constant reference. Attention is energy in it. So attention is something that can move, can't it? You can attend to reading, the candle, my voice, feelings in your body, your attention can shift. If it moves, it's got energy. Just get that piece of the equation. E equals everything. <laughs> so be careful with your attention because where you put where your attention has energy, where that energy gathers is going to become the dominant condition. Because right? energy is all, it's like the primary substance. Now if your energy is say um, Loving, spacious, gentle, that quality becomes dominant. That quality feeds into your body. <coughs> that quality heals. <coughs> so, you know, if your attention is flexible, correctly tuned in, sustained gently, light touch, referred to patiently, time and time again, that's what you get. It's very simple. That's that's what you're going to get. You're going to get light, in touch, <laughs> gentle, steady. If your attention is saying, come on, get it together, focus hard on this, get this so that in the future you'll get into samadhi, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get that same work process happening again. Undelayed in time. Immediate. As soon as that thing switches on, that's what you're getting. 
you're getting the result right now of I've got to, I'm not, I am, perhaps I will, maybe I've got to do this in order to. You get the result right now immediately, which is right. Now, never mind, because if I keep doing this for 10 days, I'll get into that nice neuroda state I've heard about. It's a bit of a struggle now, but, you know, I'll get there. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) You might get somewhere, and it might not, you might get something... And you might even call it Neroda, but whether it would do you any good or not, I sincerely, I sincerely doubt. There's quite a few people who follow that energy and go slightly potty. <laughs> you know, seized up or spin out into some kind of slightly dissociated state. I can't feel anything, I must be, I must be in Neroda right now. No, you're just in dissociation. <laughs> so we, you know, just... Listen to feel the energy of it. Don't believe me, but feel you because you should know these energies by now. They've, they've operated in your life. Hmm? You know, put aside the language and feel the process. You know it. <coughs> you know where that goes. And can you remember something lighter? Can you remember something lighter, more free, more beautiful, that was given to you, that you didn't have to be good for? It was not some statement of you about your personality, it was just a free gift. Can you, can you tune into that? Can you remember that? I'll pause there. I'm aware that I have a lot of energy and uh, I don't want to impose any more upon you for right now. Um, Please take what was useful and uh, assimilate anything that's a benefit and I'll be back in touch.